want. Listen to me. We've all been deceived. We need to calmly head towards the exit. Welcome to the Banana Bread and Circus Republic with Crispy and Tono. Your hosts for the end of the world or whatever we're looking at. We're looking at the reset. Yeah, it's uh, we're gonna be fine, ladies and gentlemen. So strap in and join us to recalibrate the soul as we explore the ether and ethics of our evolution. In the space between spaces, there's an intelligence that guides our values and our judgments, which determines who we are, what we're doing, and where we're going. Follow your nose and think for yourself. Grape? Is that what you said? Yeah, there's almost a little grape on the backside of the cherry. I haven't, wow. haven't tasted it yet. I'm definitely getting cherry. I'm getting a little lemon. I'm getting... It kind of reminds me of, yeah, like a red wine, but in like a weird florally vanilla-y way. And, and this is not oaked, um, but you're still, I'm still getting that. That vanilla undertone of, or at least on the nose. But anyway. How you doing, sir? I'm doing. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, man. Um, Happy New Year to everybody out there. Thank thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Good to be back in studio. The saga continues with, (laughs) you know, the world is still spinning. Oh, dude, I saw a great meme today. It was, uh, you've seen Forrest Gump, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Great. So, there's there's that scene in Forrest Gump where he and Lieutenant Dan reunite, right? And it's, it's like, in New York on New Year's Eve, like, Times Square style. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, was talking about, like bleeding taxpayers you know the the government just bleeding taxpayers dry in through 2023 and that was that was Forrest going oh hi happy new year you lieutenant Dan and then he like leans down and hugs Gary Sinise who's in his wheelchair and he's sitting like next to the police barricade and he just got this fucking look on his face and it says says Americans knowing 2024 is going to be worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's the memes are on a whole new level these days because it's oh, you can't <clears throat> as they should be yeah there's so many canaries in the coal mines that's a good way to put it. There's just so many of them. That's a good you know? way to put it. Well, I was just thinking at and, work and, the other day. And so many people don't even fucking even know that. They're like, oh, we need a new bird for this cage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's put a little, let's dress it up and pretend. And this bird's alive. sleeping. It's broken. We what? need a new one. Is that taxidermy? 
where your where you stuff dead animals and you'd be like yeah, yeah. i guess then yeah, it goes to a new goes to a new level when you start to uh sort of animate them in your own mind like pretend that they're your sort of friend <laughs> your companion <clears throat> even though they you know arguably don't have uh, a soul therefore they're not really an animal anymore according to the definition but. Well, I, I mean, some people say that animals don't have souls in the first place, which I totally disagree with. That, I, we're animals. That doesn't even we're make animals. sense. We're animals, you know? The, we have souls. We're just conscious of it. And the word anima is derived from soul. Like, animal is made is derived of that anima. What is that? Like the prefix? Not the prefix, but the fucking... Breakdown of the origin of the root. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Don't know what I'm talking about here. Oh, stop it. Um, but uh, no, yeah, that fucking stop. That's such a kind of ass backwards uh, statement, nonsensical. As Sam Tripoli would say, everything's inverted, bro. You know, and I think he's right. Like, from from you know, you look back from now to at least the Nazis, the Nazis took the uh, the swastika, which was originally a Buddhist and Hindu symbol for peace and, you know, eternity, mm-hmm. and the Nazis took it. All they did was flip it around and invert it mm. and used it for their own. Mm. It's like, and symbolism's been used that way ever since. But uh Yeah, there's that image that's throughout nature, right? Like the DNA spiral. Yeah. And like Yeah, the, the spiral the, is part of nature, the absolutely. Northern and southern hemispheres, like that kind of counter opposite mirrored uh kind of what do you call it? Like they're spiralizing away from each other in a way. From well, the from the uh, equator to their pull, like it's it's like a reverse action. That's why they say that in uh, Australia, the fucking water spins the other way, which is still out, I guess, for well, no, debate, I mean it but. definitely does that, but uh, yeah, no, like the the entire Earth is rotating in one direction, and the problem is like. Because it's not on an even rotation, it's on a tilt. So when it tilts one way, it's winter for the southern hemisphere. When it tilts the other way, it's winter for the northern hemisphere. Because, you know, basically the sun, you know, the sun follows the equator for a certain percentage of the year. And the rest of the time, it's tilting off of either side. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if it's tilting towards the southern hemisphere, it's going to be their summer. Right. If it's tilting towards and the northern our, hemisphere, and, and it's going to be winter. Right. Right. Yeah. And the northern hemisphere. winter. But that is also like, because we're both spinning, but we're on different sides. We're spinning the same direction, you know, in one direction. But we're on different sides of the equator, which is where basically, you know, the probably, I guess you could hypothesize that 
perfect gravity and perfect square and perfect, you know, like the perfect place to, to measure physics would probably be right on the equator, you know, and everything deviates out there a little bit from Mm -hmm. there. Altitude wise, not altitude, but uh, longitude wise. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it be north or south. Right. Or maybe, maybe all, uh, altitude as well because if it's a three-dimensional image it's a three-dimensional dude i've been listening to some shit about altitude don't get me started man i wonder where certain parts (laughs) i mean that's what late some ley lines are designed that way right like they're not designed it's just i mean not designed yeah 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 you know what i mean like they're that sense of how they lay (laughs) how they lie but like if you were going to do experiments and shit, you want like neutral, neutral ground, no weird ionic influences in certain, like if you're going to, at least in a vacuum, if you that's look, what you're trying to like replicate. Well, I guess, no, I, I no, guess, I guess I don't follow. All we're the, talking about is how toilets go back and forth different <laughs> what directions. Are we about? The, uh, but if yeah. you want to get into ley lines, like, yeah, like, like ley lines entirely different thing like that's that's like a it's like a partially magnetic partially like uh mineral based you know wavelength of energy that's coming from the ground that is measurable in certain parts of the world and and it does kind of go in a grid sequence um yeah my bad although now that you mention it though bringing us back to the water thing though the uh ley line thing is interesting because technique like i've seen images of like um how we interpret those energy fields where they're spiraling in one direction and i guess my original um point i guess i was trying to make was that like that spiralized form south and north of each other um okay okay is like that swastika image but like we've obviously you can you can the fact is you can extract meaning out of whatever kind of significant that's clearly a historically uh significant uh symbol for stuff because you have like um you know things like the pyramids we started on the swastika and the the fibonacci (laughs) fucking right yeah yeah. exactly and right the the i mean technically the swastika works to that mathematics you know Mm -hmm. right yeah that's what i mean like uh, those those symbols are all part of nature and then to like take it and you know you socialize these things into these boxes of we hate them that's symbolism and yeah I mean, symbolism and symbology, but, like, I hate that word. Symbology. Well, that's the study of symbolism, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, yeah, there is a difference. But, like, symbolism in itself, numbers are symbols, letters are symbols, words are symbols. Like, For sure. We're surrounded by them, and we don't realize it. I can't help but be more aware about how my words affect the field. Like, 
what you're projecting the energy equally as, as much as you're going to yep. receive. Now, we've heard this yep. countless other ways. There have been memes about it. There have been stories about it. There have been very direct accounts uh, of I it. I mean, there's entire religions based off it. And there's even like the toroidal field, for example, which follows that similar spiralized, like it's a series of spiralized routes that are around us that are Truro, part of our toroidal field, part of our our magnetic field that the heart creates, that mm-hmm. the heart is part of. Yeah, I mean that that frequency taps into some shit that we're not even aware of. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like the the. There's an EMF coming from our brains and our hearts that we have no idea what the fuck it's doing, but there are people that do. And yeah, it's not that hard to hack if you think about well, it. Well, and they've used like magnetometers that they can detect this sort of thing. They can they can detect one person's influence just through emotion alone on another person that they're bonded with. Like a mother and her child is an example. They could you know, probably do it with chimps. I mean, it, yeah, as long as you have an emotional bond, well, your your emotions are going to be part of theirs somehow yeah. through that magnetism. And and I'm, I don't mean to demean any chimps that are listening out there. Um, I do apologize. <laughs> Speaking of, of chimpanzees, fucking running a kitchen. <laughs> like no, but recently, so the wife she was cooking, and thought she turned the fucking thing off. The, the stove it's like your worst possible scenario right um where you walk away and you think you put it you turn it off when in fact it's on the highest setting it can possibly be without realizing it you're comparing you started this off by comparing her to a chimp and then you were like oh <laughs> no, did, no, I, no. did i just name no, drop that's why i'm like yeah no i did not <laughs> refer to her as a monkey i didn't say you referred to her as a monkey i was thinking well I guess I don't know which is the difference, uh, but no, what, I had what popped up, this, what popped in my, the reason why that even connection exists at all is because, so you, you've seen the movie Mouse Hunt? No. Oh, really? No, oh, dude, you should, you should check it out. I'm guessing it's animated. No, it's, um, it's, it's seen Rat Race. I, see, I'm so bad at this because I'm like trying to look things up and I'm simultaneously. Old. Yeah. But, uh, here, fuck, I'll just keyword search it, but I had it in my archives. When did it come out? Who's in it? I want to say like mid nineties, maybe. And the guy who, so the guy who's in, uh, there's something about Mary, that dude who like, no, he played a smaller role than him. He was the pizza delivery guy. He was also the fucking like posing as the fucking like guy who to sympathize with. Oh, he, he, he was the, he was, yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, fucking what's his name? He's in this and old, old SNL head. Okay, that makes sense because this is like a nine. He was a very much Fuck, his career his peaked in the nineties, and he was great. Yeah. I don't mean I don't mean that in a bad way. But uh, here, I'm he was to find he this was team. Tom Green before Tom Green was Tom Green. Uh, he he was in Cabin Boy. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, just his like absurdities. If it weren't for this guy, Tom Green would just all he would have would be sucking off cow tits. You know. Sorry, Tom Green, but. Oh wait, yeah, no. He reinvent he reinvented himself. My bad. So this is a moment where the mouse got loose in the house, and the guy pulls out a double barrel shot barrel shotgun. 
I know people who've done that. And just like, tries to blast <laughs> away at this thing. And so here, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna let Yum. You're blowing the whole house up. The only thing you haven't hit so far is the mouse. What do you give somebody else a chance with that gun? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That's <laughs> that's the part that I was like stuck in my brain after I go downstairs and the fucking house is smoking up, dude. Like the whole fucking house. Like not the whole house, but like that whole area of the house. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, what what are you doing? And she was on the fucking couch. And you thought she was trying to burn like a, no. a, a mouse hotel down? No, no, yeah. no. That reaction that he has <laughs> in this. Okay, okay. What, what are you doing? You're blowing the whole house up. <laughs> the only thing you haven't done so far. I'm yeah, that, you just now. that like that attitude. I don't know. I'm getting you. I'm, I'm following you. I'm no. weird like that. No, it, I don't even know it, how that it, relates it, to chimpanzees either. But whatever. Well. <laughs> I mentioned chimpanzees and you're like, speaking of that, my wife almost burnt the house down. Yeah. I uh, I don't know the connection. I just knew that I wanted to share oh, that with you at, at some point because, uh, uh, yeah, that well, that was a scary moment, first of all. I mean, like, trying to, the house fucking stunk for days after. Cause it was like a How long stew. ago was this? This was a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I meant to just, like, mention it in passing. But then after, that's the thing, afterwards, because I immediately like caught it and, and just like solved the problem, it was no, thank God it didn't result in anything worse. But I mean, we're talking, we were, I was probably 30 to 60 seconds away from, yeah, it being worse. And then you have to contain a fucking flame. You have a fire extinguisher, I would hope, yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for uh, sure. So there's that, but I mean. Well, that would be for sure what I would go for right away um probably there is a badass company out there i forget its name but they they make fire blankets like and mm. they like just sits in its own case mounted or kept next to like wherever you keep your first aid kit you know like you keep this next to it and, but yeah mm. it's smart I kind of want, I definitely want one. I've had nightmares about that moment happening. And As a homeowner, I bet. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I've had such bad dreams about the fucking house. See, as a renter, I'm like, okay, if we have a fire, I'm grabbing this, 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 and this, and I'm waking my wife up. <laughs> and then we're running out. And then if we have time, I'm gonna go in for this 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 and this but like i'm on my place you know yeah. much as i love the people it's like eesh, you know? but i've also like poor cooking decisions yeah you know like things that will like there's just certain practices you never ever ever want to breach be just for safety's sake you know oh you got a grease fire throw some water on it that'll put it out Oh my god! <laughs> and just for, first of all, hoping it doesn't even get to that, you know, just like having the sense of like knowing when the damn thing is off before you walk away, and just like, yeah, making sure that 
checked off all those boxes. I always find myself like just like paralyzed in like almost having to like turn around because I think I left something on, you know, like well, you're tor- that's, tormented. That's that's like paranoia and responsibility having a baby in your head, you know? Yeah, and then replicating yeah. like fucking gremlins. I mean, as if they just jumped into a pool. It's, I'm guessing, as a homeowner, you know, like, it's not like you ever just have a list and eventually you master it. You have a continually growing list that you have to keep up on. And, you know, sometimes there's not necessarily any balancing it. You have to fucking do everything on certain things, I'm guessing. So, <clears throat> yeah, like, that's that's a stressor. That's that's worth paranoia. Mm-hmm. You know, and said it a hundred times, I'm going to keep saying it. I'd rather be paranoid and wrong than not paranoid and wrong. So, yeah, if I was a homeowner, I'd probably be doing the same thing. Like, wait, did I leave this on? Fuck. Turning around. I'm only ten minutes away, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll be... You know, if I speed, I'll be 30 minutes late. You know, you'll figure it out. But yeah. that's better than burning your shit down on accident. For sure. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, it's, uh, you have to weigh out what you're willing to uh, take over your obsession. Because you're going to be obsessed about it if you don't find the leash and put that leash on and actually exercise some constraint around what you're willing to let yourself be fearful of. Um, some things they're just whatever we were talking about the roof back there starting to look pretty, it's been pretty blistery for a while. Yeah. uh, Some of those shingles are a little, uh, mm -hmm. tattered. Yeah. And I've always thought that I would, my incentive to replace it would be to, put that addition in that I've always wanted, which connects this room and divides it with creating like a mud room into the room that is adjacent right outside of it, like right underneath where the roof needs to be replaced. You know? Almost. I mean, even if you didn't have a mud room, if you just had a, a second door yeah. into here that wasn't, you know. I was actually thinking like if that we ended up doing that, insulate the place Hook it, hook the heat up to it, and then you got we got a pretty nifty podcast studio. Dude, we already have a pretty nifty podcast. We should decorate it, even though we don't do video. Like it'll, it'll, it'll make us feel like we could. Totally, I'm thinking about setting up a curtain thing, just like around in like a sector of of this room, and then. It's like, you know, it's our own little enclosed studio, but obviously we'd want to, I'd want to soundproof a little bit, but shouldn't matter too, too much. Ah, yes. I don't think. Yeah. You were mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. Right over there, I think. Like. Little, little readjustment. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to reconfigure where I store certain things here, but I feel like I'll figure it out. But anyway. I, I think if we moved a couple rows of boxes and angled this table the right way we 
probably wouldn't lose on uh, acoustics. We might actually even gain. Mm. But we'll see. Yeah. Burn that bridge. And that's the thing. Like, one can dream, and that kind of helps alleviate some of these other (laughs) things on the to-do list that it's like, nightmares are dreams, too. Yeah. (laughs) Not the preferred kind. But, um... Yeah, definitely gives you a sense of appreciation to some degree, I think. You know how they say that you can't appreciate and be frustrated simultaneously? I think I first heard that from you, but it it fully makes sense. It's just like you can't be jealous and loving at the same time. Or you can't feel jealous and loved at the same time. There it is. Yeah, the polar opposite of its, um, you know... um, molecular like twin i i guess there are like there's a small percentage of people that can and they're called sociopaths but that's interesting or psychopaths one of the two but yeah i mean there there's some that's the other thing yeah like oh man i don't know if i should bring it up on the podcast but like talking about seeing how there are canaries in the coal mine everywhere, and the emperor falling flat. The emperor has, has no clothes. One every day, it's like there's another article of clothing that gets uh, no, that just dissolves. At, at, at this point, they're scraping skin off. You know, we're we're down to like two layers of skin left. But and so emperor. we're hearing that I'm hearing this everywhere. But then it's like, what the fuck are we doing about it? Right. It's like we're talking about how, yeah, things are going to hell in a handbasket. But then and then everyone's, you know, talking about how, you know, the times are real bad. Like, what if we were to change the narrative and empower, again, our words and how it feeds the field and just realize like, oh, yeah, things do suck. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to prioritize, because if you're able to prioritize your happiness then ultimately the other things will fall by the wayside because they'll be obsolete at that point. They'll be completely forgotten. You know, our memories are weird like that because we will forget how bad things can actually get pretty fast, like within like a few, a generation or two. We shouldn't necessarily prioritize our happiness, right? You know? And I don't mean to be like one of those like, Kind of happy-go-lucky, kind of weird, like, oh, I'm just happy. Like, you being happy is all that matters. Yeah, it yeah, goes back no, to the I, simulation I thing. Because, like, if you just think you're the only player in this game, then, then you're you're bound to fuck everybody, every player that you bump into. Yeah, because you're going to look at them as just, they're not their own right. player character. Yeah. They're just a pawn in your like, little... Like Nick Bostrom said, like, you know, like, if this is... You know, when he was asked, if this is a simulation, what is the ethical way to go about it? He said, the ethical way to go about it would be to, uh, even if you know that it's a simulation, to assume that it isn't Mm. or or pretend that it isn't, you know, just conduct yourself as though it wasn't. Right. And that's, that's the only way that you can ethically come out of this. And... You know, if you're one of those, hopefully, 
five out of ten people at this point that's concerned with that, then, yeah, like, hope half of, half of the people that, you know, could wrap their heads around that would still be like, yeah, I'll, I'll still be good, mm. you know. I'd like to think so. And it all comes down to our sense of what's, what is the good? Like, how do, how are we, how are we, um, retaining and, uh, utilizing our ability to bring out the good? Well, there's subjective good and objective good, you know? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, and subjective good, that's, that's everybody's own version of good. Right. Here's your here's your chat room. Mm-hmm. Like go for it. But. but the the objective I would see it as like there are some like absolutes that we yeah. all can kind of Absolutely. hang our hat on in right. at the end of the day, right? It's like yes. it's like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater when don't, it comes to things like the Bible. Don't hurt people. The Bible may get be just a stepping stone to a whole new universe of being, but don't necessarily hang your hat on it in terms of its dogmatic uh you know sort of what it prescribes i think like because i i i'm not really well versed in the bible but i i've seen what it does to people it's like a drug you know it goes back to the word word thing for some people it i think you know and i'm i'm agnostic on this front for the most part i I think there's something after this, but I don't know what. And, you know, I've I've always been theologically inquisitive. But uh as you should be. Right. But uh like it's funny how, you know, within Christianity or Catholicism, which is Christianity, but you know, its own but within Christianity you've got what do you call your God? God. Okay, what do you call your your book of praise? The Bible. But when Christians look at any other book of praise from any other religion, they say, oh, it's the Bible for blank. You know, like, oh, what's the Quran? Oh, it's, it's, it's the Bible for Islam. Oh, what's the, what's the Torah? Oh, it's the Bible for Judaism. Hmm. You know, and then it's like, by overgeneralizing that. Right, and and that's like, you know, hundreds of generations of organized religion becomes, you know, categorized or generalized or, you know, uh, funneled down into mm-hmm. more, you know, basically, if you were trying to jam food and if you were trying to jam anything down something's throat a funnel would be a great tool you know and like basically all revisionist religion is you know just a a better shaped funnel so that makes a lot of sense the way you put it right there because i'm getting this sense in my mind that like what like in the form of a question what happens when you sorry i'm trying to do multiple no, no, things you're, at you're once you're killing it you're killing um it. yeah battery's about to die and there we go i think is that red light on 
Yes, sir. Okay, good. Um, when you over, like, so the overgeneralization piece, you don't have, like, it's a, like a sense that this is, these are all, just hear me, I guess just, yeah, I'm trying to bear with myself in this because I'm well. like censoring, I'm, like, you. I'm censoring like crazy right now because I know I'm going to probably piss some people off by saying this. No, we're, we're going into theological discussion and sorry, like, you know, that, that goes along with just about every other, uh, you know, frame of concept that we've. Mm-hmm. we've been here for so yeah if, but i like if that you can't take a basic theological thought experiment then yeah right because that's the inquisitive response like you were saying and i think like as we should be if we're going to be real you know self-sovereign beings stewards of our environment our relationships what makes us who we are being stewards of our own self-realization rather than passing that on to a book or a church or a teaching or a community like there's all these le- layers where there's virtue and merit in between the lines along the way but when you take it so far and you, you fundamental really do, you know radical latch on to these things as if they because they did hit a nerve that is deeply deeply sensitive because we're well, at the at the end of the day our hurt goes so far, goes so deep that some days we're as who, the people who we are or who we are in those moments, you know, we're willing to sacrifice certain things about ourselves just to save ourselves. And for that reason, it's so complicated. It's that, again, it's that lattice of the objective and the uh, subjective kind of just like intermingling with each other and it's all entangled and your views are you know kind of bashing with this person's views or repelling there or attracting there and it's like it's so interesting because the more i study fungi the more i can kind of see it's reflected how our social systems are reflected in how the fungus organizes itself very reflective Uh, i mean you know in geometry and you know, also, you know, how information travels. Like, with fungi, you're talking genetic information, but, you know, if if you were to, you know, zoom out a couple thousand times into, like, even your own network and think about, like, all the the giant network of people that you're connected to even though you don't even realize it, you know, like very similar and mm-hmm. and how you as a node in that information highway mm-hmm. is letting information pass you you know right whether you okay like you can you can let this pass you can stop it and take it you can stop it and send it back mm-hmm. you know you can even cherish it Right. And, and hold on to it <clears throat> in some cases for entire lifetimes. You know, we can convince ourselves of who we are just based on those micro interactions. Um, there's super interesting studies and books on it. One of them is Fractal Time by Greg Braden. Mm-hmm. And he has developed a formula, and this is on his website, a formula that corresponds with the phi ratio, the Fib- like similar to the Fibonacci sequence, where you'll have a seed event. And that seed event 
is the anchor for whatever change or turning point that you have just went through, no matter how big or small. For Greg, it was being like at the, um, with his boss receiving his first paycheck and earning his, uh, way to feed his family. And that was a seed event that he calculated, put into this calculator. And by the time he was able to calculate the, uh, where the pattern of the next event in his life would occur through that algorithm happened to be dead on. Now, this is in hindsight when he's doing right, this. Right, right, right. He, um, he, 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 he placed the pattern over his own history to, you know, yeah, yeah, or you have yeah. to look back and yeah. you have to really dig deep to realize like what started that cascade right. of decision after decision after decision. And you're making those decisions. And like the fungi, you're having to fuse, withdraw, branch, uh, close off this, this, do whatever you to need to let do. This one come in. Yeah. Yep. To basically create a conducive sustainability within yep. yourself and your microbiome, the community of viruses but, that but you're. But there's an intelligence there, whether it's through your own, your own innate or whether it's through the, the fungi, you know, like there's, there's an innate intelligence within each of us. Part of it is through the definition itself of like the process of choosing, right? Some people argue about this concept, this idea of intelligence in nature at all. And I find it to be very unsavory and very it's not a, well thought silly, out. It's, it's a silly thing to it's even an, but it goes consider back to, that there isn't. It goes back to whether it's scientific dogma or religious dogma, the more you latch onto that, and forget that no, we're not supposed to keep this as like a you know a blanket of uh, comfort for us to like you know like a little stuffed animal that we're supposed to have by our side the whole entire way. Look at it how any investigator would look at it, you know, be like, okay, what is what is this? It's there's an inherent intelligence, whether it's from natural design or uh, intelligent design. That's the what. It's people, people see the what and they instantly jump to the how or the where or the why. And it's like they, they overlook the what. Mm. It's like clearly that shit is there. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to start there. Mole- oh, right, our in- our understanding of how molecules work mm-hmm. wouldn't work if that that basic wasn't there. Of like, yes, there is some sort of like, you know, dance going on here that we can't see, and you have you know? to take it within context, which is why the what is so important right in the beginning, right out of the gate. You have to before you even start drawing conclusions. You need to know what the what is. Right. 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 Yeah. Like. What the what is. <laughs> well, I love it. I mean, if, if you find a is. dead body, you can't just say, oh, well. What the what is. I don't see, I don't see any reason to call this a homicide, but we're just going to throw this out there as a <laughs> fucking murder. You know, like it, that's, that's like 
you're just assuming what the what is at that point, and then you start looking for the who's, what's, and why's. Throwing the baby out with the bathroom. Or who's, where's, and why's, yeah. You're throwing out what you could be ruling out right away, immediately, and you're gullible if you don't. Um, so that's my message for me and our listeners or anyone listening that's still listening after I've gone down this little religious road here. I haven't, uh, I barely even call that a religious road. Oh, you know? yeah, I know. Was, no, yeah, no, we're not talking religion. I'm talking like, you motherfuckers are going to kill all my lilies. Uh, Michelle, can I call you right back? Uh, I've got wait, something about to boil over. Something's happening. Okay, thanks. What is that? Mace! Mace! What? What are you doing? <laughs> I think my podcast, my podcast host and I might be syncing up periods because I was literally thinking that, like, a s- <laughs> maybe, weird. maybe a tenth of a second before he hit the button and looked at me. Do men like, men menstruate? I've heard this before, but it's a different, it's no, definitely we, not. No, we women straight. Do you think that men, it's possible for men <laughs> to sync up to their wives' uh, moon or cycle? Do you think we'd still be trying to figure them out as a, you know, cohabitor of this planet if, if, we if that was the case? Yeah. Yeah, no, obviously that's a stupid question. But maybe it, it interacts with it. Again, we're talking we, about... We can't figure it out because it's based on their circles of, you know, community. Not how we integrate into their circle, but how mm-hmm. they integrate into their circle. So, yeah. Like, I mean, you you kind of have to be a... Like rain man of of uh both moon cycles and who your wife hangs out with to get that nailed down. Yeah, definitely not me. I can't get it right ever. <laughs> I don't think anyone has. It's like it but it's like it's it's so extremely drugs, individualized. There's drugs you can slip them so that you don't have to worry about it, but I don't think you're that kind of guy. No, that's not me. Right. Save that for All the right. kids. Yeah, they they need it this day and age. Old perverts. Fucking kids. Jesus Christ. Parents, well, parents out there, put some goddamn clothes on your kids. What is the marriage rate, like success rate? Because it used to be pretty bad. It's, it's below like 50, 50. 50. It's below 50. Really? Yes. That's pretty awful. Well, I mean, it was below 50 before social media came out. Now it's absolutely before below 50. Hmm. Guaranteed. I mean, look I, it up. I get that sense. Let's look it up. One of us going to look But it up. also, as many divorces <clears throat> happened throughout the pandemic, which was a huge surge in divorces. A lot of suicides, too. Yeah, my cousin was one of them. Rest in peace, Dad. I didn't necessarily mean to say that so cheerfully, but. Celebrating suicide? What are you doing? Oh, I'm acknowledging it. <laughs> I acknowledge all things, you know. No, I'm joking. Like, uh, not to joke about suicide. Me. It was definitely a sad event for my whole family and me. Um, I knew her pretty well, actually. It's one thing when a family member passes and you didn't really know them that well, so you can accept it a little better than others. But um, I'm sorry. When you're close to them, it's hard to 
get to that place of uh, acceptance. Yeah, actually, my mom is doing a little uh, like grief counseling program thing. It's not strictly called that. It's Kumari Coaching or Coaching by Kumari. I forget the specific from, name. Uh, she wants to come on the podcast, and I'm like, eh, it's a little weird is that the guy from, for me. Uh, White Castle? Hmm? Is that the guy from uh, White Castle? Oh, Kumar. Harold oh, and Kumar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the female version of that name, Indian name. She dated an Indian dude for a while, and I think he called her that, or he gave that name to her based on, like, I think her chart or some stuff. I have no idea how she got the name, but now she's doing this life coaching stuff and has integrated it with her. She has, like, a wise women program where she counsels or works with, um, you know, women who are older going through grief and stuff like that. If you're in the central Vermont area and you're looking for a special souvenir to take home and share with your friends and neighbors, Humbiant Fermentary's got you covered. Humbiant Fermentary produces craft batches of hard cider from the heart. This wild fermented cider is a tribute to the depth and complexity of how intertwined we are with the flora and fauna of the ecosystem. In our attempt to be humble stewards of the biosphere, as Humbiant's, we offer this taste of microsymbiotic flavors to your gut biome. By forming an alliance with our microbiome, we simultaneously forge a partnership with nature in her wonderful beauty and simplicity, of which we are inseparable participants capable of co-creating a world worth living in. Nature is the way. Cheers. I already want to break my new phone. Sorry. Pretty, pretty rugged phone you got there. No, no. We're not going to pay attention to that. It's not rugged. It's stupid. Like, well, Mike was showing me some dumb. crazy, is it? Mm. Oh, yeah. Between that and the Google. Yeah. Mike, well, was Google, you, Mike was showing me a crazy phone that was like, it had its own, like, encased, wasn't even in its case. And it was like, as, as if it was in a case. It's like rugged as fuck. Like, you'd think it's one of those, like, b portable batteries to charge your car and I think that's jump the, start your car called the cat phone I think. oh yeah i think that is what it is yeah or yeah. at least it's he like was telling me sixteen hundred dollar phone <laughs> he was also telling me now that you mentioned cat cat phone the word cat like, there's this there's a specific delicacy of coffee that <laughs> is ingested and defecated oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. through a cat oh yeah through its rectum yep and then it's, brewed. It's the most expensive coffee in the what world. What the fuck, yep. dude? <laughs> I'm like, yep. oh my god, it's that's a, a it's thing. It's a jungle cat that only exists in like this certain part of the uh, world. I think it's Indonesia. I'm pretty sure. But then, like, who would even have like the intuitive thought of like, oh, I wonder how this tastes well, when you brew it? Up. A lobster and figured out how to cook it. You know, like. Yeah, but that's Who like looked at a cow. That's food. This is waste. Swollen tits, and they're like, "There's something in there," you know. Like, that's weird. There's, there's, well, there's, they, there's been food pioneers for thousands of years, and we've almost run it. out of things to experiment on as far as you know, cooking them, cutting them up, and eating. Yeah, because they eat weird stuff wherever that is native. To whatever region that is, I don't Pretty know sure offhand. Indonesia. But um, 
Yeah, okay, so. I think so. Um, but they eat bugs and stuff. And like they'll eat whatever protein bioavailable Just stuff like is around. Just like the WEF them. wants us to eat. Yeah. The uh, but the the cat thing is weird because it's like these turds even look they look like mulberries. Well, yeah. All it does is it it, it kind of ferments the uh, the coffee bean, like in its it, gut. It, it right. It 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 rips off the uh, dude. That's why. Like it, it ferments and rips off the the shelling, and kind of ferments the bean, and then they roast it. But like, I would hope so. <laughs> Not just throwing the, that. Who's right got in the, the water. job of following that fucking cat around? Right. Like, you got to track. How like, many cat turds like do you have to sift through to make one <laughs> cup of coffee? <laughs> but like, bait. What do they do? Like, bait it with the coffee bean. Like you, here you go. And then the effect on the, I wonder what the effect on the cat is. Do you think the cat gets some kind of a caffeine? Like? No, no, because the, when they eat it, it's, it's, it's a fresh bean. It's, it's not even a bean and they call it a coffee cherry. You know, it's not, oh, a, it's not right. a bean until it's, it, until it's roasted. Basically. Right. Like, okay. So yeah, when it's, bad. when it, when it's a cherry, it's still in its shell and. I'm pretty sure the cat eats the shell and all, and somewhere in the digestive tract, maybe not. Maybe they just, for, I don't know. Maybe they, for, maybe they've got like a entire warehouse full of these cats that they're just holding down Factory by the farming. neck and like force feeding them these raw beans. They come out. All I know is that the digestive process ferments them mm. to a certain degree. And then they roast them. It's not like it's coming out of the cat's asshole and going straight into your cup, you know, or into the ground. Right, which is, well, of course, know. what my cartoon version of this news <laughs> Well, that's told what me. most people would think. What? Right. They do what? And, yeah. like, it's like, well, that's just my own naive sense. But uh, you hear it here, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm fucking... I forget what they charge per pound for this shit, though. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that... Well, right. I... I instantly related it to the whole truffle industry you know like partnering with an animal to give us access to a delicacy that we could otherwise otherwise wouldn't have you know come across well that's that's agricultural yeah but like through the animated like versions of those things you know because even with a truffle like the pigs and the the hounds will will incline to proceed to eat it so like if we didn't have those those suckers on leashes and knew our way around the way, you know, the fucking. It's, it's like falconers, though. Same, same idea, you know, like, you know. So cool. If, I've heard if, about this. Oh, yeah. If, if, if you have a trained hawk or falcon, you know, like, you can train it to feed you, you know, it will hunt for yeah, you. Yeah, it won't, like, crows partner with individuals if you, like, give them gifts and they'll give you Crows gifts are- back. Crows are leery. They're super smart, and they have very, very good, like visual cognition and memory. So if if you ever if you ever uh, present yourself to a crow as a threat, that single crow is going to remember you until its death as a threat like 
like vision wow. like facial recognition style. That's some serious amygdala action there. Yeah. The yeah. fear the fear sensor. And then does it tell its friends? They're very smart and very They're social. really social. Super social. Because like that's the other thing. I always confuse them with ravens. Because well, ravens are those social. They're, they're, they're very smart and very social too. Yeah. They're they're they can both speak, you know, like just like parrots. Dude, I know. Isn't that the they weird can thing? Both problem solve. Like like physical problem solving, like to the to the level of like a seven year old child. Dude, that's amazing to me. You know, that's like elephant status. And it's like, you know, it's a smaller brain. Again, I think it comes back to attunement, you know, the birds and stuff. They're, they've been here way longer than we have, and they're just attuned well, to a little, whole different- They're little feathered dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're, I think, like, I think it is a process of, like, attunement, like the fungi attuned to their environment. They, they insert themselves, and they're very promiscuous beings with other beings- in, in the soil and the substrate, all those all in, in the air too. Um, but also when it comes to animal, the animal kingdom, the birds and, and yeah. And things like that, where we're part of this, this biosphere. And if we can we're, just try and remem remember yeah. that, yeah. just remember that we're still part of this biosphere. Yeah. We're not part of this fucking digitalized world that we're trying to manufacture out of yeah. out of supposedly artificial intelligence because I don't even really it's so convoluted how we define intelligence these days and I love Rupert Sheldrake's take on it because he is like he's like the only person like me that I've heard listen to and I've been spewing this shit for a while my wife is sick and tired of hearing this from me of like this is not intelligent like at all like no, whatever it is, like if it comes down to like the 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 feedback thing where you talk to your phone, you talk to the Alexa, it's like it's actually not that smart at all, like at all, and it'll always come back to, and this is something Greg Braden, I think him and Greg Braden should have a conversation about this because fucking Braden will like add to that that. All we can ever do with our AI is design it and engineer it the way we are right now in whatever sphere of awareness that we're aware of. And it is not the totality of what the universe is thinking, doing, or dreaming right now. What so, a, right. Whatever, whatever system that you happen to be diving into and utilizing and experiencing at the time either you have an understanding of how that system works and you're able to manipulate it or you're a passive user in it where it's going to use you it's going to send you down the channels that it thinks you need to go down that's that's the world we live just in just through now. an algorithm that's the, just uh, through an algorithm not, not even algorithms just through I had to set up my new phone this morning. I had to use my wife's phone to do it. And I'm, you know, she's sitting there drinking her coffee. I'm, I'm on hold. And it's trying to send me through like this series of prompts to do it through, you know, robot telephone voice. And I'm just like, 
No, representative, representative, representative. Like, I started swearing at it. I'm like, fucking representative. Like, fuck, you know? And, getting, and she's like, getting your heart rate up. And then, well, no, I, w- I was still... fine. I've done this before, like, multiple times. Sure, but sure. Sh- you know, she's. Yeah, sorry. I was, I was thinking, she, I thought yeah, you were taking it's getting that in a different... her heart rate up, though, because she's like, stop doing that. And I'm like, like, what arguing i'm i am i'm stopping arguing with the machine i'm telling it what i want and yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to reason with it like like (laughs) it's not even it's it can't it's it's a it's a set of programs here for my use and if i know how to use it like yeah it doesn't matter what you call it like right i don't care if they're recording this or not as soon as a live person gets on the other end and you know we have a a connection i'm going to stop being an asshole it's not that hard you know mm-hmm. yeah to <laughs> like, consider it as something that is not living even though it's a curious thing and also kind of a a strange fascination that I personally have with the idea that these things actually do have a component of life that we can semi put our finger on. Well, there's an energy to this. This is definitely one of those life. things that, you know, there's a reason why some of the headings or headlines rather of, of Terrence McKenna's talks around shamanism, it involves the polar opposite of that as the machines. You know, the, the idea that you have, you have the, universal representation of what nature has qualified as intelligence in a moment in time versus this kind of carbon copy but can't actually possess free will like the idea that this is the way my take on governments in general because when you and 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 even back to the fundamentalism, fundamentalist anything is artificial. is extreme. Yeah, yeah, artificial intelligence. The one giveaway is yeah. Well, if it's not intelligent, damn well is artificial. Because this these things are just. But that's not true anymore. Well, because yeah, I mean, for the sake of what I'm getting at, actually, right, is, right, is, right, right. is like yeah, sorry. The idea, I know what you're saying too, though. I mean, these programs can now self-organize and self-replicate based oh. on what the seed was in the first place to, you know, similar to that fractal time Fibonacci seed. says AI has learned to lie. It's like, oh, good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, if it thinks it's for our benefit, it's learned to lie. If it thinks, and, and yeah, because that's the thing, it'll identify with its user. But again, I don't want to put the grim sense in the in the room. Again, this whole part, the whole grim. reason we're even doing this or talking about this is because there's still hope. Like there really is. I can feel it. I can sense it. And it was the you know similar to like what I felt the moment that I decided to go get my hockey gear out of storage again. So just a couple days ago and. Yeah, that's a great feeling, and that's that's what I want everybody to feel, and that's that's what I think. Like, if we approach this correctly, you know, that's what we can help people feel. 
I, I was just thinking of a different way of describing that feeling where it's like instead of the, you know, rather be paranoid and wrong than not paranoid and wrong, think of it as like you're standing at that precipice of where light and darkness meet. Mm. And if you're standing in the light, looking into the darkness, you can't see anything. If you're standing in the darkness, looking into the light, you're, you're seeing what can be, but you're also able to see what's behind you. It's like, you have to take that one or two steps into the darkness and like be able to look around to be able to understand like you know not only what we're capable of in a good way but what we're capable of in a bad way and unfortunately is probably what's you know the likely mm -hmm. aspect of reality mm -hmm. sometimes so. it's a pattern a game of picking the less of two evils sometimes you know because there's there's going to be that that polarity relationship wherever you turn and maybe right. if if they all seem really really bad no matter what decision you make just even the lesser of those two evils is could make all the difference just to to endure it at least and know that these are just stepping stones you know not to get all weird and esoteric with our conversation here but yeah stepping stones good you know good way to put it like if you're you know if you're uh you know just keep on the esoteric track for a second nothing wrong with that but yeah like don't take too many steps one direction or another, you know, without being sure within yourself that that's the direction you want to go. Understand, try and understand, like, what, uh, what the repercussions of your actions, actions are, you know, like, what are you doing? Okay. What's, what's going to be the outcome of that? And then look at that as a basic bottom line. If you want to be hypercritical of yourself, you know, do that few few more times over. But at the very least, you know, look at look at the repercussions of your actions more than one step away from you. Which can be hard to do. Sure. For me at least. I mean I'm one sure steps, for others, but one step's hard for people. Yeah. You know? And like you said before, baby steps. And quoting the, <laughs> the what about Bob? Bill film? Murray. What about Bob? Baby yeah. steps. Baby, baby steps. steps. Baby steps. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. It's um you know, these are all just these are all just ideas and yeah. All just ideas, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's up to us how we choose to use them. And not get carried away, let it take over. Um, 
all of those things. It's um, more about kind of how are we able to apply ourselves and ask ourselves, what am I contributing to the situation? Because it's until we make that choice that we can actually impact, come to terms with the fact that we can accept how powerful we actually are and how we can actually influence our world. Um, can I can I caveat that? Sure. Okay. Um, we're one of the only, probably, like, uh, there's like maybe three or four other species on the planet of anything that can, you know, control its environment at all. But we're the ones that can control its environment to its utmost. Mm-hmm. And not only on top of that, like we're we're also the ones that have the most like highest uh capacity for empathy or sympathy, either of them and when that when that's lost on people when that's when that's not a lesson taught to people generationally or otherwise. We're suffering species because of that. Like, we've got so much potential, but we've got so much potential. Yeah, and we have to unlock that potential. But we've also, we've got so much skillet squandering, you know? Yeah, getting distracted and constantly getting... Just blowing every opportunity you get, yeah. 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 Um, So... Here's to seizing opportunities, my friend. Thank you for joining me with this uh, this week's episode and this delightful pemmican. I'm quite impre- I'm quite impressed with this batch, actually. Dude, this is delicious. This is quite palatable. I'm not gonna lie. I actually I'm palatable. getting I'm getting it's, the vanilla. I'm getting it's, it's a very it's floral, very good palatable. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be this uh, this yummy. Actually, maybe I should have made more. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Well, I, uh, now you know which ones are your limited edition badges. Well, that's true. But also, I was kind of in the mindset, I've been in the mindset of like not overproducing. Like, I only made one thing of it the other day for this coming annual cycle of batches and shit. And it is burping. Burping away. That and the love potion over here. Yep. Yeah. When I first came in here. It's fucking roaring, dude. First came in here and I started warming up and I sat over there in the corner. I was just, all I could hear was like, teeny little itty bitty queefs. Like, well, <laughs> like what, what are the fuck? Leprechaun queefs? No? Oh, okay. That's hilarious. Freaking, um, I got this sweet uh, product. It's like it's like a a bit. I'll have to show you when we get up here in a minute. Um, but it's like a it's like a bit that you add to your your drill, and uh, it's like you know it's long rod, and at the end are these like uh, I've seen this in videos panels, and you oh. you hydrate you uh, oxygenate you oxygenate the liquid before you pitch the yeast, and yeah, you're gonna it have gives, to show me that. Yeah, it's pretty dope. 
And so I have a whole setup now. Like I get it in a fucking bucket and the lid has a little hole on top because it fucking, dude, I've learned pretty quickly that you, you got to put a lid on this thing when you fire off on this. <laughs> it's just going to like squirt water every, or must, honey must everywhere. Um, you know, that's like honey water. So everything's all sticky, but, uh, you gotta like, <laughs> you gotta contain it. And by doing so, you give the I yeast. I knew an old lady like that once. You give the yeast enough, enough like oomph energy to like get going. And that's what this one is right here. The love potion, however, I didn't catch on to how I'm supposed to use this thing that I got recently. So I didn't use that. I just literally lifted it up and just fucking shook this fucking thing so i was actually glad because it was after the hockey game when i made this and i was fucking already sore and i was like i'm not gonna fucking shake this this is like i'm way too weak you know so i have this like tool we didn't even get to the hockey we'll get to the hockey but you played hockey for the first time in how many years two and a half two and a half years uh, almost to the day yeah god damn congratulations sir thanks brother so happy it's a for lot of you. fun yeah I miss it. And one day I was just like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to go go play. I don't know why I want to, but I just feel like doing it. Cuz lately I've been I haven't played in two and a half years because of injuries and not wanting to fuck myself over getting things where they're at now cuz physically I need I need my cognitive wherewithal. I need my you know, wits about me, about certain things. I got to make day-to-day decisions, both administratively and, you know, practically on the ground floor, you know, about certain things. So I can't slow down to recover from something too much. I can't really afford to do that right now. So I've, I've staved away and lately just, just like feeling some inspiration and was like, you know what, I'm going to sign up for a game and just fucking go for it. My wife thought I was crazy because She's like, why don't you just sign up for a stick and puck and just go skate around by yourself? And like, like, like skate around and then shoot, shoot, mm-hmm. you know, baskets. Are they baskets? <laughs> just shoot some pucks around. And, you want to shoot some baskets? And uh, I know we're kind of at the end of our time here, but no, no, um, it's it's your. But call. I was like, no, that's not the same, though. That's not the same at all. Like, not what I want out of this. And I wasn't, I wasn't mocking when I said basket oh no i was just mocking i didn't even go there non-sports ball people you know that's all yeah sorry no she she has a pretty good understanding of the game she used Mm. to come to my games a lot back in the dizzy when we were both were young back when you were a young bull and i was like yeah just like full of energy like Come watch me skate. <laughs> Look what I'll do to people Look for you. The, yeah. Like, <laughs> but like we, my team, we made it to the playoffs and fucking won in the finals. She was able to see it. We won like 11 to one. It was dope, dude. Did you, did you propose that night? No. Okay. That was, we were way too young for that. I would have been a, a fool. Hey, no. I mean, a, lo- a fool in love. Who knows? But yeah, but yeah no, that would have been pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> Uh, I'm just fucking. I know. Fucking around. Um. Anyway, thanks, thanks, folks, for uh, tuning in. I hope you got something out of this. Uh, leave a comment below. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. And uh, yeah, until next time. Till next time, sir. Yeah, folks, stay out of trouble. Love you guys, and uh, yeah, no stupid moves. <laughs> <laughs>